What's going on, everybody? This is Codis today with the Yolk Christian Podcast. And today, your two favorite boys are back at it again, talking about the Bible and stuff. Jared, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's good. It's good. It's all. Yeah, classic, classic, uh, classic response. You know how, like, when you're walking down the road, and be like, "Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good, good. And you? How are you? Good. good. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. But no, I, uh, I'm doing good. Just woke up from a nice, unexpected nap, and that's uh, nice. Yeah. It was. I ate. I, dude, I was telling you a little bit before mm-hmm. this, but like, I just ate so much. I ate like 30 nuggets, and I drank half a gallon of milk with it, and my stomach was just like, "Please don't move." And so I didn't move, and next thing I knew, I was asleep. So, you know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So. I heard somebody starting a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jenna, she's. Uh, Are she's, we allowed to plug called, that? The, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we haven't. It's uh, we created an account and everything, mm-hmm. so that we're gonna be on like all platforms, just like EO is. Um, but uh, here soon, in the next couple of days, we'll record a podcast, and she's gonna have a TikTok and uh, and all that fun stuff. That's awesome. So, yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be good. Faith and fire. Like uh, it. Yeah. yeah. So she got her favorite Bible story is uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So she's like, "Let's do something with That's that." Fire. And so, yeah, yeah. So it'll be cool, man. It'll be really yeah. cool. Um, so, but yeah, she's doing that. And I guess while we're talking a little bit about uh, some plugs, so our clothing is—I don't want to say it's taken off, um, it, it's but it's cool. There. A lot of people like it. A lot of yeah. people like it. And so. Uh, you guys should go check it out. Just go to Google, type in Yolt, Y-O-L-T, Christian Podcast, and it'll pop up. So mm-hmm. you can even go to YoltChristianPodcast.com, and it'll pop up. So Yeah. Um, but anyways, so what are we We're talking about? about James 4, dude. And let me tell you, I was reading this earlier, and I was like, mm, mm, spirit, like, whole spirit talking to me. It was going crazy. Mm. So we're going to try to make this a fire podcast because there's a lot of good meaty stuff in here. So if you're hungry, this is going to be a good podcast for you. We're going to be munching. Be... I like that. We're, we're munching. munching. Is, is it like such a big bite that we have to take small little bites? Yeah, yeah. This, this may like, be oh, we'll a twenty-minute episode. Okay. Who knows? This may be a long one. We're gonna find out. But that's only fine. one way to that's find fine. out. So let's get some steak and potatoes. Yeah, here we go. We're gonna get the steak and potatoes. So first off, the first part talks about being proud and humble. So I'm gonna just kind of read and go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, 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 I'm go gonna go through one through three. And it says. What is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from your passions and wage war within you? You desire and you do not have. You murder and convert and cannot obtain. You fight in wages of war. And here's the kicker. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you receive because you ask with wrong motives. So that you may spend it on your pleasures. So this one, I like this one. So let me explain this a little bit how I took it. So you're asking God for stuff, which is good. It's good to ask God for stuff. But you're doing it selfishly. And so kind of analogy that I thought of earlier and that I've said plenty of times on this podcast, say I needed 20 bucks. I wanted to buy this brand new video game and it was 20 bucks. And so I'm like, God, please let me have this 20 bucks. He obviously didn't give it to me because I don't need that video game. But say um, I, I'm, I'm about out of gas and I, and I need to go somewhere. You know, like I need to get to this place. God's going to find give me 20 bucks on the ground. Oh, there we go. I have it when I need it. So we ask for stuff, yes, but it says... We do not have that because we ask with the wrong motives. We're doing it selfishly, you know? So, mm. scared me. My door knocked. But does that make <laughs> sense? Like, we, we ask, but we yeah, don't have yeah. it because we do not need it. We're asking for a selfish as we're as in we're not asking for because of God. And we'll talk about that a little bit later here uh, towards the end. But we have we don't have this stuff because we do not need it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, like it's, it's like we're using God for a vending machine when we try yeah. to ask God for – 
for stuff through prayer as if we're trying to please our flesh, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like, I mean, God can do whatever he wants, right? Yeah. He's God. Um, Obviously. But I, I think, right, I think oftentimes, though, God is going to give us, I mean, Bible says, and Jesus says, he says, uh, ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's something to this whole asking thing. I think of it a lot like this. So mm-hmm. I talked before about my, like, my stories or my analogies with, like, a father and a, and a son. Mm-hmm. But how would the father know? Okay, well, maybe this is a bad analogy, but. How would the father know in real life? How would um, a dad know that the son wants a candy bar if the the son doesn't say anything? Now, obviously, God is all knowing, and yeah. so God would know it's that a, we uh-huh. we are going to want that candy bar. Um, but anyways, the point I'm trying to make is this: and if we pray for something that appeases our spiritual nature, our our, our spirit, mm-hmm. then I think that's something that God's going to be like, yeah, yeah, that'll benefit me and my kingdom. So yeah. I'll, I'll let you have it. But uh, but if it's something fleshly, then it's gonna be like okay, that's that's solely to benefit mm-hmm. you. What, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can bless you, but he's like, what's eh, the point? Eh, you, you know, know, what's the point? Like, um, it's not gonna, you know, right, right. And he's be and he's to glorify yeah. him. And if it can't glorify yeah, him, First Corinthians the ten so, thirty one, where it says, "Do everything to glorify God." Yep, exactly. And you know, it's funny that this verse is popping up. It, uh, basically, just to summarize, it says, "You have not because you mm-hmm. ask not." Um, and so my buddy Beaver, he come, he came up this past weekend. What a guy. Um, yeah, I know. Right. But, uh, so I asked him last time he was up here a couple weeks ago, I said, Hey dude, where'd you get that hat? And it was a hat that he got from his job. He works for the church 1122 based out of really? Florida. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he yeah, works for that, that church down there. Um, and I was like, dude, I like that hat a lot. And uh, he's like, you want me to get you one? And I was like, heck yeah, if you can get me one. And uh, and so I asked him, and, and he was like, all right. And so he went down, he asked his boss, and he's like, hey, man, can I have a hat? And uh, and so I guess they're only supposed to get, like, one hat. It's a work hat. Um, and it says, like, 1122, and then it says, like, the retreat center because that's where he works. And uh, and his boss was like, you have not because you ask not. And so he just gave him a hat, like a second hat. And, uh, and so Beaver was just like, Man, that's the coolest thing that that uh, my boss just told me that because of course his boss boss works in ministry, um, and so they always talk about the Bible and stuff. And, and uh, anyways, so he comes back up here this past weekend, and like I feel like we were quoting that like literally every hour, and like we were literally saying to each other, "You have not, because you ask not; you have not, because you ask not." <laughs> and uh, and I can't even tell you all the times that we said it or why we said it. Um, mm-hmm. But it was also the same weekend that uh, I don't know if I told the podcast this or not, but. I uh, I got to baptize three of my childhood best friends and uh, and he was one of them and so that entire weekend we were quoting that to each other which by the way dude I don't know if I told you this or not so I baptized one of them and, and he was born and raised Catholic and uh, and so now granted he didn't really go to church all that much but anyways he asked his family if he could get baptized in a Protestant church they weren't very happy about it yeah. but they said you know whatever and so he got baptized and uh, it was freezing cold dead of winter right but then we we all go to our cars. And I may have told you this, but uh, and before we all hop in our cars to drive to where we we're going to meet for our Bible study, I said, "Guys, y'all know it's really cool." And they all looked at me, and I said, "In Matthew chapter three, when Jesus was baptized, when Jesus came up out of the water, the Father looked down and said, "I am proud of you, my son." And I said, "I'd like to think that right now, God is looking down on y'all, saying, i 'I'm proud of you, my Dude, son.'" That's awesome. And then that, that, that right, and then that Catholic looked up and he just smiled, which he didn't know I was looking. I, I looked over at him, but he just looked up in the sky and just kind of smiled. And uh, I thought it was just the coolest thing. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, we, we have not because mm-hmm. we ask not. And it says at the end of verse 3, he says, you want only what will give you pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so he says, but even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives yeah. are all wrong. So what does that mean? That, that just goes to show that we should have different motives. We should have a yeah. Christ-centered motive, mm-hmm. like a, a, a Christ-driven life, we, should, we could say. Um, and then that'll give us the proper motive. Yeah. And then if we ask, then we shall receive. What, what, what book is it where it's like, if you ask wisdom, wisdom will be given to you? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's in Proverbs. I'm sure it's we read it on the podcast, both books and- but I know it talked oh, okay. about, yeah. I th- it was with Luke and everything, but I know it was like, um, if you, yeah, yeah, if you ask for wisdom, it'll be given to you. And you know, that's like, right. If you that's want right. wisdom, right. ask for it. Like our God, like, right. believe it or not, our God loves you and he cares about you and he wants to give you what your heart desires. I mean, if it works with his will. So talk to God, ask him for things. Like, it's okay to ask him for things. Like, he's not going to be like, no, you how dare you ask me? No, like, talk to God. Bro. Right. And I think of it like this, like, Codus, if, if every single one of our conversations was me asking you for something, yeah. like, what, how, would you, how would you feel about that? Yeah, it, it ticked me off. Like, yeah, it, it definitely wouldn't be like, oh, that's a good relationship. Yeah. But, like, if we have a relationship like you and I do, like, we're talking all the time and we're, you know, just doing life best with friends. each other. And then I'll, best, best friend, da 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 um, and then in the midst of doing life with each other, I ask you like, Hey, can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. Um, then you'll be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I think it's similar in the fact of, um, when we, ha- when we live with Christ, when we live with God and we do life with, with God, I think when we ask for something, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're just like, every time we talk to him, we're just like, Hey God, it's me again. Yeah. Can, uh, can we win this game today? I- I've got a bet for $500. Yeah, yeah, there you go gambling, you know? You know? Exactly, exactly. And so I feel like a lot of times our prayers are self-centered in that yeah. way. And, you know, I mean, better to talk to him than not. But at the same time, let's let's do more than yeah. just asking we, for stuff. We ask God, but know? how many times do we actually thank God? Like, I saw this quote, mm. I quoted it a few times, but say you woke up tomorrow yep. and you only had what you prayed for the night before. What would you actually have? Would you have yep. anything at all? Yeah. You know? Right. And like, like Jared said, like the relationship, if I kept asking for things, it's not going to be great. So like if I come home every day, don't talk to my parents and only ask for money, only ask for like whatever, like mm-hmm. it's not going to be a good relationship, you know? So it, that's one thing that I'm personally working on is building a stronger relationship with God because at the end of the day, that relationship is what's going to get us, you know? So right. I, I think instead of asking, talk to God, like just casually be like yo what's up god how you doing buddy you know like just just casual talk it doesn't need to be our father thou art in heaven i don't really know the full thing but something like that it doesn't need to be all you know suit and tie just be casual god just wants to talk to you man like that he wants your heart yeah so it's like a friend yeah i will say that there's not a wrong way to pray Mm -mm. but i do think that majority of the time there is a better way to pray yeah and so like you said, I mean, God just wants us, you know, he wants our heart, right? And so if our heart is that, um, you know, that conversation all throughout the day, which the Bible says to pray without ceasing, so we should be mm-hmm. living a life of prayer. Um, but I do think that, and this is just a recent conviction of mine, a lot of my prayers lack reverence for God. And so um, this is just something that I've been working on is, is in my prayers uh, making an emphasis on how great God is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our worship. Yeah. And so like in the Lord's Prayer, uh, the Lord's Prayer starts out with, I, I, for some reason, I think everybody has the KJV version memorized, but it's like, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this daily bread. So that's like the KJV version. Um, but right there at the beginning, it, it's 
acknowledging God, his power, and it's giving reverence to God. And so I think a lot of times, like, um, I mean, Jesus himself, he gave the Lord's Prayer to us as an example of how to pray. And so I think that we should model it after that. However, uh, when Jesus was, like, praying in Gethsemane right before he got crucified, he, it wasn't structured like that at all. It was it was definitely a, a need-based, like, God, take this yeah. cup from me, you know. Um, it's it, in you your know, will. But your will be done. Exactly, exactly. And it just, you know, it, at that point, like, I feel like Jesus had given his all. And so at mm-hmm. that point, the only thing that he had breath for was God, if, yeah. if it, you know, your will be done. And he didn't have, have time or he didn't have the breath or the energy yeah. um, to go through the whole spiel of, of everything else. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, prayer is whatever we make it. God is just happy to, to have relation with us. Um, yeah, so anyways. Anyway, so now continuing four through six, we're gonna talk about that. It says, "So you adulterous people, don't you know that friendships of the world to, is hosta is hostility to, to towards God? So whoever wants to be the friend of the world becomes the the enemy of God. Or do you think that is without reason that the Scripture says the Spirit He made to dwell in us envies uh, intensely? So kind of what I got from that is you can't live in the world and be friends with God." You can't be doing all these right. things and also being like, oh, I love you, God, you know, but but I'm going to go go sin a little bit. Like, you can't do that. That's not good. That's not what's going to save you. You know, you can't be like, oh, uh, what's it? Lukewarm. There you go. You can't be lukewarm. Can't be right. Friends. Absolutely. I mean, we all know what Revelation chapter 3 says. It says, mm-hmm. uh, don't be lukewarm, you know, be either hot nor cold yeah. um, or else I'll spit you out, something along those lines. And you're no, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is definitely saying like if you want to be a friend of the world, then you make yourself an enemy of God because the the, the wants of this world uh, do not, and I repeat, do not mm-hmm. align with that of God. Mm-hmm. And that's just because, I, as Corinthians states, that Satan is the god of this world, and that's what God the Father allows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, let, let's think of it this way: what what's something? The, the okay, success, money, right? Like in this world. Our success is the the sole variable that we measure is financial status in in regards to success, and so if we are looking if we're judging ourselves based on the value of how much money we have, then we are judging ourselves by the world standard, not of God's. And so um, my point is, if we care about money so much and to where we want money um, so that we can achieve more success, we can achieve a better status, then that want does not align with God's and. And so that's why the Bible says, for the love of money mm-hmm. uh, is the root of all evil. And so it's okay to, you know, want money. For example, like if, if you're, uh, if you're, okay, it goes, it goes back to you have not because you ask not. If your wants align with wanting more money so that you can give uh, to this certain person for this certain thing, you know, to impact God's kingdom, then I think God's going to bless that. Yeah. Um, there's been many times where I've gotten just a random check in the mail. Um, and so I was able to do things because of that, uh, to impact God's kingdom. So don't think it doesn't happen. It does. <laughs> um, it really does. And so you have not, because you ask not, just make sure that your, your wants align with his will. Yeah. And if you're wanting money to achieve, achieve success and, and, uh, favor in the world's eyes, that does not align with God. So, um, yeah, you you make yourself an enemy of God at that point. Yeah. So this next part is one of those verses where you should remember because this one's a powerful verse. So therefore, submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, Mm. sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. That verse is just meaty in general. 
First off, submit to God. You know, submit to God. Give your life to God. Give your all to God. And then it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So get rid of those temptations. Get rid of that sin. Like if you can get rid of that sin, you can deny that the devil's going to flee from you because he knows you are a child of God. And the next part, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Like if you get close to God, the devil ain't going to want to mess with you. He's going to try, but it's going to be way easier to combat him. So what this was saying is run to God and resist the devil. And the more, the closer you run to God, the easier it is to resist the devil and to flee from all the sins. Yeah, man. I mean, that uh, that verse 8 where it says, if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. That sounds like uh, you could probably write a book about it um, just on that topic, yeah, you know? Yeah, I could, bro. Called, called Drawing Near. I uh, love that. I think, I think there's one in the process in the works by Jared Montana. Um, yeah, so, I knew that was coming. Anyways, I knew that. Yeah, shameless plug. Yeah. But uh, no, that's so true, though. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I love verse 7, how it, it sets up the context of verse 8 where it says, resist the devil and he will flee mm-hmm. from you. Um, because I mean, I think back to Jesus when he was facing temptations in the desert, he resisted the devil with scripture and the devil did end up fleeing. Exactly. And it wasn't just one time. It wasn't two times. It was three times before the devil left. So, you know, we need to equip ourselves to the degree where not just, not just where we can overcome one temptation, not just two temptations and honestly, not even just three temptations. Um, but just biblically speaking, it's, it's definitely three times that, mm-hmm. that Satan will, uh, try to tempt us, right? When we're in the midst of our desert, if you will. Yeah. Um, so come close to God. He will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners and purify your hearts yeah. for the loyalty or your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Mm-hmm. So again, let's align our lives, our wants, uh, our spirit with that of God. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Take it away. All right, so this next part, I like this. So it says, be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you. So this sounds bad, but we should like be miserable sometimes. We need to be humble because if we're not humble, that's going to resort to pride. And pride mm-hmm. is the root to all sin. And so kind of an analogy to go with that is I'm reading this book called God's at War. Um, so and how it's, it's a good book. I encourage you to read it, but it gave this analogy of a stream. So say there's this beautiful stream, but, um, at the very end of the stream, there's a bunch of trash. There's a bunch of trash build up. So obviously to find how that trash build up, you have to go up the stream. So say you're struggling with the sin, Jared, say you don't know why you're struggling with the sin. Uh, say you're struggling with, uh, uh, you're a workaholic. You're struggling with the workaholic. Well, why are you a workaholic? Well, let's go upstream. You can see that you work because you want possessions and to have possessions you need money and so to have money you know it keeps going up in the stream so i don't know why i talked about that analogy but i did so that's how you can find sin uh but we need to humble ourselves so maybe someone needed that i don't know but we need to humble ourselves because we can't be prideful because if we're prideful you're going to lead to a bunch of sin yeah no i mean you're absolutely right and and like you said, I, I think that pride is the root of all sin. Many theologians agree. Um, so it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. But, I, you know, I just found it very interesting because a lot of times the Bible is contradictory to what the world teaches. Um, not all the time, but like in terms of uh, sacrificing self mm-hmm. um, so that we can help others is definitely anti-worldly. Uh, yeah. um, I know the satanic church, which is what majority of whether people realize it or not, uh, is the doctrine with which a lot of people have and hold. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially a doctrine of treat yourself as long as it doesn't harm yeah. others. Um, and so 
if the world is teaching to treat ourselves like treat yourself, treat yourself. Um, and then the Bible is you know is teaching us give ourselves um, there's two very drastic differences mm -hmm. and you have to ask yourself okay well why are both of these uh, doctrines of the uh, of uh, one of the world and one of God why are they so different why would God want us to sacrifice ourselves and of course it goes back to the commandments of to love God love others of uh, Jesus's summarization of it and then in John chapter 15 he simply just says the one commandment which is to to love others and so we have to ask ourselves that if God is commanding us to live this way and um, to love others, yeah. then we have to ask ourselves, like, how do we do that? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that when we truly carry out loving others rather than ourselves, it's going to, to surprise the world and it's going yeah. to cause some sorrow and some grief. And whether it be for you or for others, because, I mean, this, this, this Christian walk that we live, this life that we live, it's not easy mm -hmm. um it's really not and like i said it requires sacrifice on a daily basis now jesus has, has been sacrificed for us on the cross but what i mean is we have to sacrifice our wants we have to sacrifice our comforts all on a daily basis and so in doing so it's not going to be easy it's going to cause us pain um which i could go into tons of stories about that um but in the end it's all worth it mm -hmm. and i guarantee you as stephen was getting martyred by stones he looked up when he saw jesus stand up to the right on the right hand side of, of God um, I don't think he felt any regret whatsoever and when Peter was getting uh, crucified on an upside down cross I don't think that he had any regret I think he knew exactly what he was doing and and yes those that when you're getting crucified you're going to have tears you're going to be sorrowful you're gonna you know have be feel grief and so it, James says here, let there be sadness instead of laughter, gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves mm -hmm. before the Lord. Because ultimately, what we are sacrificing is our, uh, I don't want to say happy emotions, um, or but it really is we're sacrificing our comforts. And so um, all the disciples, except for John, really, because John lived and died of old age, but um, they all sacrificed their comforts. They all devoted their lives to Christ. And in doing so, they all ended up dying. They were martyrs of the faith. Um, but they... they it was worth it. You know, they faced 20, 30, 50 years of, of pain because of it. And they would not have changed it for anything. And because of their sacrifices, you and I sit here today talking about this. Um, so anyways, verse 11, that's where we left. Yes. Off. So verse 11, I have a lot of keynotes for this one. So I guess we'll take it one at a time, but don't criticize one another, brothers and sisters. Anyone who def defames or judges a fellow believer defames and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver and one judge who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge a neighbor? So pretty much what that's saying is follow the biggest commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself and don't argue with them and don't get revenge. Like... I, um, I had a lot of words just mumble through my head and mouth. That was weird. But don't don't argue and don't try to pick fights and don't try to get revenge because revenge is the Lord's game. And that's in uh, Romans twelve nineteen. It talks about that revenge mm -hmm. is the revenge is the Lord's game. So don't try to get back at your brother. So like if Jared makes me mad, say he he does something. I don't know. Don't I'm not. It's not my job to get revenge. It's not my job to get angry at him. I'm still supposed to love him. I'm supposed to love my neighbor as I would myself. You know, so the yeah. golden rule, love your neighbor as yourself yeah. and, and do not judge. Like, for example, well, okay, I'm not going to give that example, 
But uh, just don't judge, you know, and it says, I have a note here, Matthew 7, 1 through 6, it talks about that we should not be judging because we will be judged the exact same way. And obviously, judging within the church is a whole different topic. We'll kind of, right, right, right. do not, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, look at Jared's haircut. You guys see that? Pfft. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. judge. That's just there's no point in judge. If you judge, how can you love? You know, you're, you're, you're too busy making assumptions about someone you don't even know. And you see that a lot nowadays, like, especially on TikTok, a lot of people are like, oh, you're, you're, you believe this. So you must not be a real Christian. You know, like it is so, especially nowadays, because on TikTok, you only see seven seconds of a person and then you swipe up. It's so quick to make assumptions and to quickly judge. I don't remember the uh, right, the right, whatever, but it's like seconds. Like you look at someone in seconds, you already make a whole assumption about them. Like it's so easy to just quickly judge, but let's do our best not to judge. Let's try to actually get to know people and try to love them, you know? Right. And you kind of touched on this for a second, but there's different kinds of judging. And so there's Mm -hmm. righteous judging and then let's let's just summarize it with every other kind of judging. Yeah. Um, and so what this is talking about, it's like the every other kind to use the example of like my hair, like there is no way that judging somebody's hair is going to edify the body of Christ, yeah. uh, to improve the body of Christ. And so that kind of judging is pointless and unnecessary. And that's what he's talking about here. Whereas, uh, we can, I think it's Matthew six or seven. I think it's seven. seven. Um, where Jesus says, he says, judge not, but if you keep reading, he goes on to say, get the log out of your own eye before you get the speck out of mm-hmm. a brother's eye. And so we can help encourage one another. But that's what that's the thing, though, is, is true judgment is used to uplift and encourage the body and edify the body of Christ. Um, whereas the, the, the other kinds of judgment, so that would be righteous judgment that edifies the body. Um, but all other kinds of judgment, it's going to degrade. It's going to not help anything. It's just, it's like, it's like, inserting your opinion when nobody asked you know what i mean it's just like thanks i guess you know it's not it's not beneficial in any way yeah. it's like me going like making a post on uh like on facebook or tiktok and me just throwing out my p- a political opinion and like saying hey biden you should do this it doesn't matter and it's kind of pointless because like it's not going to help anything what my opinion <laughs> is um now if we have you know hundred thousand people uh that have a same opinion then maybe something will happen i doubt it but anyways um so there's different kinds of judging. It's okay to righteously judge as long as it uplifts, encourages, edifies the body of Christ. That's the word that I'm using, edify. Um, so, yeah, uh, judge our neighbor with love Yeah, if that's yeah. what we're going to do. And, and that's, that's really the context of this. He's saying make sure you do everything in love, like to keep God's law, the, the, the commandment there. Um, mm-hmm. So, All right. I like this next part. So um, it says, come now and – Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So don't assume the outcomes of things. You have like you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, Matthew six or Matthew twenty six, we can kind of bring into here. Like you don't know the path, or you don't know the past, you don't know the future. So just live in the moment. Like this person is assuming here that they're going to go to that city and they're going to make so much money, they're going to spend there for years and years. But we shouldn't be assuming what is going to happen. And so I guess that's kind of what I got from that one. Um, another kind of thing I took about it is. I guess the overthinking side, don't overthink. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know what's going to happen. So just enjoy the moment that you are in now because 
Like it says, life is like a vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes. So enjoy the moment that you have now. And like it says in Matthew 26, if you worry about all of these things that are in the future, you're going to miss the blessings that you are getting at that exact moment. So try to spend time with God now and not time with God later, you know, if that makes sense. That's kind of what I got from that one. Um, Matthew 26, are you talking about like uh, Matthew 6 where it's, Oh says, yeah, like, the, bir- six, uh, the birds. Okay, gotcha. my bad. I was like twenty six. That's right before the crucifixion. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to think. Um, so Proverbs twenty seven. It says, "Don't brag about tomorrow, since you don't know what the day will bring." So I I thought that, that kind of aligned with this in the sense of don't. Okay, so let me just tell you a story. So right. when I graduated high school, um, I told myself I was going to be a physician assistant, and that's what I wanted mm-hmm. to be. And I remember going around telling everybody, "I'm going to be a physician assistant. Yeah. I'm going to be a PA. I'm going to be a PA." And, uh, and so anyways, <clears throat> even my first year of college, I remember saying that. And of course I was proud in the sense of, I know that that's what I'm going to become. And so I would like boast about it in a way. Um, and so I would share my plans before they even came into remotely fruition. And so obviously I'm not a PA today. Um, and I'm actually in sales of all things. And so anyways, <laughs> um, Many a times, there's there's times where we're like, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this, but we don't know what God has in store mm-hmm. for us. And so because we don't know what God has in store for us, James is saying here, he's like, look, just take it day by day. He's like, don't – like, it's okay to plan. He's like, but just like, don't, you know, mm-hmm. go gloating about it because – Anything can happen. Yeah. And so when you're when you're planning, plan on anything happening. Um, there's something that my my dad always says about finances, and I'm going to try to remember it. I'm going to probably botch it, but he says something along the lines of, "Plan as if you'll live forever, um, but live as if you'll die tomorrow," or something I like, like that. that. Um, and so plans change. I mean, if if we're going to live as if we're dying tomorrow, then we need to recognize that anything can change on a daily basis. But if we're planning our lives so that we can live forever, you know, this is in terms of finances, then that's a plan, right? But just know that your 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 plan is loose and it can shift because God has different plans for us. And uh, we say on this podcast a good bit, you know, man plans and God laughs. It's not necessarily scripture, but um, I think it's funny and true, not you know, nonetheless. But um, so I encourage each of each and everybody that's listening. I encourage you to think before you speak and acknowledge God's will before your own. Because when we plan, that's what we're doing. We're basically saying, this is my will, my will, my will. The next verse really Um, hits that. Okay, take it. All right, so uh, it says, instead you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such or all such boasting is evil. So it is a sin to know what is good and to yet not do it. Mm. Yeah. So basically, when when we're saying, "Hey, I'm going to do this. It's my will, my will, my will." But if we acknowledge that God's will should take precedence over our will, that's right. <laughs> uh, if God's will would take a precedence over our will then our plan will become less of our plan and more of a day-by-day, God, your will be done kind of scenario. Um, So what you think, man? I like that chapter. There's a lot of different little things to take away from it. Um, It's very meaty. Good 30-minute podcast there. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's... it's, James is just so meaty. And then, like, the next chapter The last chapter is the next one. Yeah, and it's literally only like 20 verses. That's sad, yeah. dude. So, um, 
We're working through it, man. Here at the Yolk Christian Podcast, we are working through it. I think I want to do Colossians next. Is that how you say it? That's how I say it. Colossians. Right. I guess. Well, that's Colossians. <laughs> um, Colossians. I know, well. I don't know. I don't know sure. Hebrew. <laughs> so, Colossians is, uh, it was written to the church of Col- in Colossia. Um, hmm. So... Just like Corinthians, okay, yeah, yeah Colossians. So was this the, no was this there. the Church of James then? I'm kidding. <laughs> right, yeah, no. Um, this is a man named James. Um, cool guy, cool guy. You know, it's interesting though, because like you think with how often Paul wrote, it would have been like Book of Paul, but no. Yeah, wait uh, a minute. How come Paul Peter has his own books, but Paul doesn't? I know. Whack. Come on, Paul. No, that's 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 because I, I bet you it's because Paul. Mm-hmm viewed himself as a servant of God in the sense of my sole purpose is to, you know, help these churches. Mm -hmm. And so I bet you that that's why all of his letters were that instead of like a, a generalized letter that he sent out everywhere is always to specific churches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall James chapter four, getting back to that, it's a really good, I mean, we honestly, we could sit and have a whole hour long podcast over, every section of five verses if we wanted mm-hmm. to um and so since we're trying to be you know uh, at least a little bit efficient here we're we're not going to do that we're just kind of go through what, what it says and then we talk a little bit about it help understand and apply so if i had to summarize this chapter draw near to god and he'll draw near to you yes uh place god's will over your own mm-hmm. and ask and you shall receive and Live your life in such a way that uh, allows a precedence of God's will um, and allow your plans to shift Mm -hmm. um, because they will. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's it. That's my summary. Yeah, I'd agree with you fully there. Anything else you want to add about the chapter? It's good. I encourage you to go read it on your own and see what you get from it. Because, like, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, we read it, and you can take our words, but I think it's still wise that you should follow along in your Bible mm-hmm. and your translation to kind of check us or see what the Holy Spirit tells you, yeah. um, especially if you go to church. Like, I'm not saying your pastor's wrong or anything. I'm just saying, like, people are human, you know? People people are human. Yeah. Yeah. But pastors are humans, too. So it, it's good to kind of, you know, follow along in your Bible and see what God tells you through it and all that. So I don't yeah. know. That was my little thing there. Yeah, no, there is no substitute for God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, man can try to, uh, I was about to say interpolate. interpolate? <laughs> uh, it, man can man can try to interpret and translate. Um, that's what I was trying to say there. Interpret and translate God's word. But ultimately, God's word is God's word. And so we should always revert back to God's word and not man's word of God's word. So, um, But if you listen to this and... and I don't know. Maybe you're thinking like, guys, I need to get my life right. Maybe you're thinking my life is at a point where I'm living by my will and not God's will. And maybe you've recognized the effects of that because a lot of times when we live by our will, it feels like the world is crumbling down, like we can't do anything right. In fact, in Romans chapter 7, Paul talks about this. He says, though I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. And so he talks about the two natures within him. He's got the the angel on one shore. This is my... <laughs> paraphrase it's not what he says but it's essentially the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other but paul describes it as a, a spiritual nature and a fleshly nature 
And so when we have those two natures, our spirit wants to do right, and but our flesh uh, a lot of times overcomes the spirit and the flesh wins out, and so we do sin. And as a result of that sin, we're going to fail, we're going to stumble, we're going to mess up. Um, and as a result of the, that messing up and that sin, we're going to see uh, what we would view as bad in our lives um, because sin has consequence. Now, ultimately, according to Romans chapter 6, the wage of sin is death. Um, but not every sin has the consequence of death. And so, um, I mean, it will in the end, but sometimes we will, will have a more immediate effect. Um, this might be a bad example, but um, if you have premarital sex and you catch herpes, that would be uh, you reap what you sow there. You know what I mean? Um, so, and anyways, I could get in a whole number of 30 minutes on that, but um, yeah, I got time. I got there are... Now. <laughs> there are there's consequences to actions yeah, and true. so that's 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 what i'm trying to say um and if you get upset by my analogy then so be it um so <laughs> we're gonna get canceled i know right um people are like oh that you're you're talking to me that that's uh that affects me too much that yeah that that hurts my oh, feelings you spoke too much true um, yeah but really though mm-hmm. actions do have consequences and and sin always results in death uh, eternally, um, which is why Jesus died for us on the cross. And so if you want that sin, that punishment uh, of death to be taken off of you, what's really cool is that Jesus knew that you would sin. He says, yeah. yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us in Love Romans that. chapter 5. And, and so Jesus knew that you were going to sin. He knew in that analogy, he knew you were going to have premarital sex, and you, he knew that you were going to screw up. Um, and yet he chose to die for you anyways because he loves mm-hmm. you. Despite your sin, despite your flaw, despite your now herpes, he loves you for that. <laughs> um, so, but anyways, if that's you and you want to give your life to Christ um, and you want to believe in him, then it says that your your sins are washed away, that you may be made right in God's sight, and then you can live eternally with the Father in paradise uh, once we pass from this earth. And it's really a glorious thing that yet while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, in the midst of our sin, Jesus looks at us and says, I love yeah. you. And now it's just so cool. And so cool Jesus loves you. Yeah, very cool. So if that's you, then uh, Codus has a prayer for you. And uh, if you pray that prayer, then I want you to reach out to us on Instagram yeah. and tell us that you prayed that prayer so that we can help you uh, help help you find the next step in your walk mm-hmm. with Christ. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Now, please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So, Jared, quick thing before we end the podcast. Mm-hmm. That shirt, you know, you got on is kind of boring. You know, that shirt just really doesn't doesn't really do it. But you know what's a good shirt? No. A shirt that glorifies God. I can't really see what your shirt is. It could be glorified. I have no idea what your shirt is. It's a little blurry. No, no. It's, it's, it's got mountains on it. No, it's not that's boring. boring. You know what's a cool anyway. mountain shirt? The Matthew seventeen uh, Matthew seventeen twenty shirt that we have on the Yolk Christian podcast. Go. So if you want clothes oh, yeah. that glorify God, clothes that are inexpensive, clothes that are comfy, clothes that are quite frequent or quite quite that are that are pretty cool, check out the Yolk Christian podcast T shirts. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I like that. Yeah, go check it out, y'all. Um, we're also looking for ambassadors, by the way. So if you're listening to this, what's what's an ambassador? Essentially what it is, is it's somebody that represents our brand, uh, mm-hmm. our clothing. And so what we ask is that uh, you just post about it, you wear it, you know, you basically, I mean, we don't do this for money, but we're yeah. trying to promote sales so that we can do more with the profits so we can 
impact God's kingdom in a, in a better way. And so <clears throat> it takes money to do that. And so what we would like to do is to grow in the sales. And so that's the goal of the ambassador is to grow our sales. Um, and so we would give you a 15% off discount uh, that you can use as much as you want. And we'd also give you a 10% off discount code so that you can give that to whoever you want. And then we also, y'all get this, we'd also pay you 10% of the profits. Um, Pretty good deal, so I think. Sold a, yeah, if you sold 100 shirts, you can make anywhere from 20 to $50 depending on the shirts. So um, It's pretty easy to do, pretty, I think. It's, it's pretty easy. So um, if you're interested in that, reach out to us on Instagram. Be like, hey, I listened to your podcast and you said this. And uh, yeah. we'll get you signed up and, and get you started. We'll give you so, a cookie too. Um, uh, I can't promise that. <laughs> uh, for, uh, NFT, you, you, NFT, you know. NFT cookie. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't promise that either. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so if you listen to this podcast, uh, and you know what, if you if if there's something that we shared that you know really spoke to you, let us know. Yeah. We want that. We love hearing from you guys. Know. Exactly. So uh, reach out to us. Uh, we're pretty responsive, especially on Instagram. That's where we get all of our messages. So, yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Yolt Christian Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you just search that Y O L T and it'll pop up. Um, but, anyways, Codus. Well, with that being said, I love you. Jared loves you. Most importantly, God loves you. Godspeed.